Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. You know, no one plans to ever get sick or hurt. And, you know, when that happens, chances are you're, you're going to need medical care. Unless for some reason you can actually touch yourself and heal yourself but i don't see that happening well on this episode of harford county living with rich bennett i'm going to talk to two young ladies about health insurance and why you need it and for those of you that think you can't afford it this is for you stay tuned when people get lawn service they think of it as only the mowing part And it's not. Well, at least a good lawn service isn't. DJ's Lawn Service, they do more than mowing. They take care of the mulching for you, pruning, leaf removal. That is going to be very important in the fall, leaf removal. Sod, drainage. They also do hauling and brush removal. They do basically a lot. They are a true lawn service company. Give them a call, 443-512-512. 5837. Again, that's 443-512-5837. That's DJ's Lawn Service. You can also find them online at djslawnservice.net. djslawnservice.net. Lawns love them. Welcome to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford Candy, living with Rich Bennett. Today, we are going to talk about something that is very important and... I am glad that I hooked up with this one young lady because this is something I've been wanting to talk about. We're going to talk about the Maryland Health Connection. I have Crystal Shivers Lester and Sue Ellenberger on with me today, and they're going to fill you in on everything coming up because I believe open enrollment is coming up in November, is it? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I should know this by heart because, you know, my wife deals with it all the time. But so I'd like to welcome you too. How are you both doing? Great. Good. Thanks for having us. Oh, it is my pleasure. Explain to everybody, I guess, to start off with what exactly is Maryland Health Connection? 
Okay, so the Maryland Health Connection um, is the health insurance marketplace in the state of Maryland. Um, it offers coverage to individuals and families who are um, who may not have coverage through employers or Medicaid or Medicare services. That was pretty simple, mm-hmm. straight and to the point. Yeah. But it's it's um so it's it's available to families, but also small businesses as well, right? Yes, we do have the shop program which is for small businesses. I believe Sue can probably share a little more information about that group. So, um, Rich, I just want to clarify, too, that individuals who own small businesses and maybe um, Schedule C filers or LLCs or S-Corps, because they don't technically have an offer of employer-subsidized insurance, are also able to enter um, the marketplace and apply for eligibility for financial assistance. Um, The program that Crystal's talking about is called SHOP. It is a program through which employers, small business owners, can get coverage with financial assistance or tax credits for their employees. A little bit different. Now, with that, with SHOP, is there a certain, I mean, is it for any small business or small, medium, small, I mean, large, or just is there a certain amount of employees they have to have? You know, we're not really experts on CHOP because we don't administer that program, but there is great information available on the MarylandHealthConnection.gov website. Glad you said that. Yeah, that answers um, questions and provides a great opportunity for people to gain more information. Okay. I'm going to see, look at that. I, I love it. You gave the website right away. <laughs> Everybody, MarylandHealthConnection.gov or just MarylandHealth.gov? MarylandHealthConnection.gov. Okay. And Maryland's not abbreviated. It's spelled out, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes, that is. Correct. All right. So for the individuals, um, somebody like me, I'm a veteran. So can I actually apply? Or, you know, or go through Maryland Health Connection as well, or is Maryland Health Connection only for certain individuals? How's that? How's that work out? So the um, Maryland Health Connection is for certain individuals. So okay. if you receive um, veteran medical benefits, um, more than likely you will not qualify for um, coverage through the marketplace. Um, but for those. Um, for people that um, may have spouses that are not able to get coverage that might ha- uh, might be veterans um, that do receive uh, the their husbands may receive benefits, but maybe the wife or the hu- husband does not receive benefits with their husband, then they are able to purchase coverage through the marketplace. So okay. it, it is for those that are not actually offered uh, coverage previously. So I want to jump in and just make a quick distinction, which is that um, anyone can essentially buy a private health insurance plan on the marketplace without financial assistance. That opportunity exists. But what Crystal is referring to is an application for financial assistance, which is only available to people that don't have an offer from either another state federal program 
or from an employer. Okay, explain explain the financial assistance to me because that's where I get confused. If, <laughs> no, seriously, because I know it's really yeah. complicated. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's why I I'm mean, laughing. It's like okay, wait a minute. So I need to get health insurance, but um, because financial assistance it's a loan, correct? It is a loan. So you got to pay back the loan. No, nope. that's why it's huh? No. 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 All right. Yeah. Go into depth about this. Yeah. I'm confused already. (laughs) So, um, the subsidy that you receive, um, through the marketplace is provided based on your income and household size and the amount of people that are within your home. So it's not that you have to pay it back unless you, um, underestimate your income. Um, so you do have to fall within a certain uh, federal poverty level, um, okay. which you have to be under the 400% of the federal poverty level. And so with the, the two um, types of subsidy that you may be able to receive, one is called an advanced premium tax credit. Uh, the advanced premium tax credit is the amount that is um, taken off of the actual cost of your premium. Then you have uh, that you may or may not qualify for. It depends on uh, where you fall within the federal poverty level. Um, You may qualify for what they call a CSR, which is a cost sharing reduction. So the cost sharing reduction is which helps lower your deductible, your copay and your coinsurance. You could fall within either a 94 percent all the way down to a 73 percent, which if you did, um, fall within those brackets, then it would determine how low your deductible copay or coinsurance would be. Can can I jump in? No, please. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so this is so complicated. So I just want to add a little background context. Okay. So the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2010. It was implemented as a nationwide program starting in 2013 for 2014 coverage. The intent is to provide a safety net program for middle-class tax filers who don't have an offer of employer insurance or a state or federal program offer. The intent is to meet people in their real-life circumstance and provide financial assistance to offset monthly premium cost of having health insurance. So that requires that people project what their income for the year, their full income for the year that they are going to participate in the marketplace. And their financial assistance to a certain extent is based on their projection. Parts of it can be verified possibly if the income is consistent from a previous year and a federal income tax filing. But for a lot of people, they're coming to the marketplace because they've lost their employer-sponsored coverage, right? Or they're having some other transition. They're getting divorced or their spouse who provided the employer-sponsored insurance has died or they've started a small business and no longer have that offer. So there's a lot of um, 
there's need to project that income. Right. So the other piece of this is that it's a thousand page law that had to be made into a practical reality. And that's where some of the pitfalls lie. So they decided to make it a public application. Instead of having a caseworker who vets all your information, like a lot of other public assistance programs, um, you can apply in the privacy of your own home electronically for financial assistance on the Maryland Health Connection. So there had to be a way to vet that, too. Right. Um, so that's what we mean by a loan because you're getting it in real time but when you file your federal income taxes the IRS is going to compare the income number in your tax re uh, in your application with your tax return number and is if there's a discrepancy like Crystal was saying if you underreported your income on your application then you're going to get a refund of what you actually should have received and mm -hmm. were entitled to. But very often the reverse happens. People don't understand that there are consequences, so they under-report on the application. They don't come back and make a change report. And when they file their taxes, the taxes show a higher income than on the application. And they have to give back money that they took right. um, in real time. And they should. Yeah. Right. And they should. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. With God, okay, with the, because it's based on income and everything. And now, could people actually get it before open enrollment? That's or, a great they, question. Crystal, do you want to answer that? So, uh, there, there could be all different types of circumstances. Um, even currently now um, dealing with COVID-19. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yes, definitely. There is a special enrollment period until December 15th due to Governor Hogan um, mm -hmm. opening up that option to Maryland residents. Um, if they are in need of health insurance, they are able to do that through the special enrollment um, period to get coverage. Um, but there are other opportunities where consumers may be able to enroll um, through the Maryland Health Connection. And some of those um, special enrollment periods could be like if they uh, just got married, if they just had a baby, um, if they just moved to the state, there is a possibility that they could receive coverage. Um, even if they move within the state, maybe certain zip codes, they may have to reapply. Um, so there are certain things, uh, certain times that they are able to um, enroll if they had coverage, you know, previously outside or, you know, um, previously outside, if they moved from one state to the next, they would be able to enroll within the state of Maryland as well. What about for those that say have lost their job because of COVID? And I think what's the time period to where you're, you still uh, have to have the health insurance? So 30 days or is it longer than that? In other words, if, if somebody loses their job, and their employer was providing them health insurance, doesn't the employer have to keep providing health insurance for a certain amount of time? Can I jump in here? Yes, please. Because, okay. yeah, this is, yeah. I think this is this definitely is, important for people. It is to really understand. important and it is very complicated and can be confusing. Mm -hmm. So, we are living in an extraordinary time and it is extremely difficult 
financially for yeah. a lot of people. And the first thing that I want to say is that Maryland is an extraordinary place to live because we have here a bipartisan effort to make sure that people have a right, not a privilege mm -hmm. for those who can afford it, to access health care services. And it's a bipartisan effort in our state. And Maryland, among all the states, is a leader in this movement. Good. So we have the longest COVID special enrollment period of any state in the United States. Really? Thanks to the work of the governor's office with the Maryland Health Benefit Exchange and other stakeholders. What this means is that as we are experiencing the impact of the COVID virus um, in our community, people who have lost their job, have lost their insurance, or people who didn't have insurance, who decided not to have insurance when it was offered for one reason or another, now have an opportunity to get coverage, which is very important for everyone's peace of mind now, right? Mm -hmm. We're all experiencing risk and feeling vulnerable to different degrees. What Crystal was referring to are the other um, outside of COVID um, life qualifying events that right. would allow someone. And that's what you're talking about too, Rich. So there is a broad opportunity if you have lost insurance to gain insurance through some of these mechanisms, which are called special enrollment periods based on life qualifying events. And one of the things that the law did is reciprocal. So if you lose your coverage in the marketplace for some reason and you are employed, then your employer has to give you a special enrollment period. Um, and we also give people who have lost their employer insurance a special enrollment period, and it's 60 days. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cause I, I, and that's one of the things that scares me with, you know, with this COVID and everybody losing their jobs. And something else you had brought up earlier, Crystal, is you know, when people apply for the financial help, they need to project their income. So, you probably can't answer this. Um, those that have lost their job due to COVID, and let's say they were already, uh, you know, a part of the Maryland Health Connection, uh, but they're getting ready to reapply. How how does somebody project their income if they don't have no clue? On what's going on? Is there, in other words, I guess my question for that is, is there like a financial now uh, analyst or somebody that can help them uh, to do that? Because yeah, there's a lot of times people, when it comes to money or projections, a lot of people get confused with that. It's hard to do for some people. So is is there help for that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. So 
Uh, definitely. That that's a really great question. Um, we have been dealing with that. Um, just saying because the income um, changes that have taken place, even with unemployment, receiving extra benefits on top of unemployment, um, and consumers' income that they had previously um, had have entered um, may need to be corrected. Right. Um, and we are advising, and will be continuously advising consumers to come back to your local navigator. Um, if you don't have a navigator, please get in contact with your navigator, uh, a navigator, so that we're able to look at your account. Um, if you need to speak to a financial advisor, we're able to provide you with um, names of those within the community that might be able to assist you, or if you already have someone, an accountant that you actually have that you're already working with, that you can go back and look at ways to make sure that you are within the federal poverty level and what to expect in the event that you may be over. Um, it's always important that when you have changes that you come in and report those changes in a mm -hmm. timely fashion. So that's one of the things we try to share with our um, consumers is that we are here for them to make sure that if they have any changes or any needs are, are questions that we are able to direct them in the in the direction that they need to go so they can make the best choices for themselves. I'm sorry, what was that you said? You're there for them? Yes, we are. We can are you say that today. can you say that again just a little bit louder so people understand that? <laughs> yes, we are definitely here for you. As navigators, it is it is so satisfying just to be able to help our consumers and make sure that they're um, educated on the plans and and know what is being offered so that they can make the right choices for their health right. and their needs. So we are here for you and we want you to come and visit us and contact us and, and so that we can support you in any way that's needed. I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people get, you know, they figure once they do it the first time, they're done. And if they run into any problems, it's sometimes they feel scared to call or embarrassed and they shouldn't. You know, Correct. look for the help wherever you can find it. Well, and I also think that a lot of people still, even though navigators have been around for eight years now, Crystal and I have both been working in the navigator program for eight years, um, don't know who we are, don't know where we are, and basically don't know that we exist. Yeah. And our sole purpose is to assist local community members with this sometimes challenging and surely complicated and frequently frustrating process. Now, also, I don't know if you can actually answer this or not. Well, it ain't even a question, but okay, because MarylandHealthConnection.gov, so that's part of the state, correct? Mm -hmm. But you guys don't work for the state, correct? Mm -hmm, correct. So are you actually volunteers for the Maryland Health Connection? No, we're representatives. Okay. So when the program was rolled out, the state of Maryland decided that it wanted to have a state marketplace, not a federal marketplace, and received benefits um, for that choice. They created the Maryland Health Benefit Exchange, which divided up the state of Maryland into eight regions. Um, one of the reasons for that is specifically the Navigator Program. So within the state of Maryland, there are 130 
of us navigators. We wow. live and work in um, our counties, and we are available not only for application assistance, but also for um, issue resolution, whatever that might be. Um, and also our educators and trying to outreach in the community to provide information so people understand the opportunity that's available to them. Okay. Now, uh, something else you guys keep saying is marketplace. Mm -hmm. So when you say marketplace, does that mean that when somebody's going through looking for the health coverage, they have several different options from different healthcare providers or... Explain that one to me. Health insurance carriers. So, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. health insurance no, no, carriers. Yeah. So, yes, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, if you are eligible for the financial assistance, then the only way that can be applied is by buying a health insurance plan through the marketplace, which is the MarylandHealthConnection.gov website. Mm -hmm. That's the platform for the application and also for enrollment. There are numerous um, carriers throughout the state. Each county has different carriers and different plans available. And the exciting news is that in 2021, United Healthcare is going to join, rejoin the marketplace. So does this mean that if they qualify, they can actually get not just health care, but also dental and vision? Uh, some of or the is medical, that not covered? Some of the medical plans also have vision. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um there are separate dental carriers and dental plans available to the public. There's no financial assistance applied, but mm -hmm. um, you can enroll in one of those plans during open enrollment, which every year is November 1st through December 15th for coverage to start on January 1st of the following year. And with that, explain <laughs> to everybody what open enrollment is, because I, I personally know what it is from seeing my you know, wife have to deal with it every year. But because a lot of people don't realize what open enrollment is, especially if the, those you know, during now of COVID, a lot of those that have lost their job that may now qualify may not know what open enrollment is. So if you can, please explain what open enrollment is. You already said when it starts, but what they need to actually do. Okay, so open enrollment actually has two parts to it ordinarily. It is usually the only time that people can freely apply in the marketplace. Um, but because of COVID SEP basically providing an open enrollment opportunity all year, that's a little bit less um, important right now. What's really important is that it's also the time that anyone who has a active plan is asked to renew their plan. And again, this is complicated. So 
it used to be when you had health insurance that you had a 12-month term and it was 12 months from the date you started. Because of this reconciliation that I've been talking about with the IRS, every mm -hmm. plan has to end on December 31st. I'm not talking about medical assistance, Medicaid. I'm talking about the individual health insurance policies. Um, we call them qualified health plans. They end every year on December 31st, no matter when you come into the marketplace. So okay. if you come in in the middle of the year, that first policy that you have may only be a six-month policy. It's not going to be a 12-month policy. Right. And that's because the fiscal year has to coordinate with your projected annual income and your federal income tax filing. So November 1st through December 15th is the time when people renew their coverage for the next year. And the reason that this is so, so important and even more important this year than ever before is because you are asked to provide a projection of your, in this case, it'll be your 2021 income. Mm -hmm. And then you have an opportunity to buy a different plan. So our mindset is always about insurance, whether it's our car insurance or our medical insurance. We just plug in and then we auto renew, right? right. But with the Maryland Health Connection, it's an entirely different structure. People are no longer going to be buying what they want. They really need to buy what they need. So mm -hmm. they need to catalog their health care needs and then look at the new offerings for the coming year and figure out what's the best, as Crystal has been talking about, or smartest choice for them for that year. Right. And and, you know, people's needs, they fluctuate. I have consumers who are going to schedule knee replacement surgery. So they're going to buy a plan that's going to offer cheaper prices, which is, you know, better benefits mm -hmm. in order to have that surgery and offset the personal costs for themselves. Other people, they just want basically a maintenance plan, which is lower premium, right? Because they're not going to need to... Um, access services. So right. every year can be different and also the plans change every year. In the summer of every year, the carriers go to the Maryland Insurance Administration that with tweaks to the plan benefits and also um, tweaks to the cost of the plans and that becomes negotiated and then the plans are usually released for the following year sometime um, in late August, I mean, late September or early October. So let's say somebody gets a plan for 2021. And I, I always look at everything with a positive approach. Um, so those that are struggling right now, they get a, they're halfway through the year and they get a fantastic job, and, which pays really good money. So it's they're making double what their projection was. Can they cancel their plan? So, I have a question for you. Do are they offered employer sponsored coverage? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Let's say, yeah, they're, let's say they're getting you know uh, benefits from their employer, which you know is being covered and offers them more. Can, you know, can they cancel their plan? 
Or would so they, they be penalized if they do? So Two-part question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they're, they're uh, yes, they can cancel their plan. Okay. They are not penalized for canceling their plan. Actually, no one receives a penalty at this time if they do not choose to have coverage or um, if they decide to cancel. There's no oh. mandate currently okay. um, on health insurance. Um, but yes, they would be able to cancel. There may be because they're going to accrue um, additional income. So they may have to, um, the IRS would recoup, uh, would recoup any uh, income mm-hmm. that um, they may have been or any premium costs that they were not to receive based on the new income that they had made. Well, and I guess if they move out of state, they would have to as well, right? Yes, they still have to meet the requirements of the um, receiving coverage through the marketplace in the state of Maryland. Uh, no, but let's say they already have coverage here in Maryland yeah. and they go to move out of state. So they, they'd still be able to cancel their yes. plan then? And They're I guess still- they would have to because... If they move to Pennsylvania or wherever, it's not going to be co- they're not going to be covered, correct? Well, they would want to definitely go under uh, the marketplace in that uh, particular uh, state that they're in. Right. So it would be best to cancel their coverage um, through the marketplace here in the state of Maryland. Okay. Now, do, do you? And I don't know if you can see it yet, or if you've seen it yet, but because of COVID, are you seeing that the number of people that are going to be applying increasing? So we, due to the um, COVID special enrollment period, mm-hmm. um, and Sue, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we had an increase over this um, this time frame so far of 53,000 people that have enrolled in the state of Maryland. Um, it's actually up to 59,000. <laughs> so 59,000 people who didn't have coverage and didn't have a current offer of employer-sponsored coverage were actually able to get the peace of mind of having coverage. And there were certainly instances where people got sick and were able to get insurance, which is an extraordinary um, set of circumstances. So it's 59,000 since since this started that you've been able to help. Yes. And you said some of them uh, were six. I was actually, that's another question. Can somebody get it if they have a pre-existing condition? Oh, I just love that question. Can I answer that one? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that is one of the cornerstones of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act and is one of the reasons why I do this job is okay. because prior to this law, people who had pre-existing conditions were discriminated against. So you have babies who are born with a congenital heart disease who are discriminated against. You have people who are cancer survivors who were discriminated against. Mm -hmm. And by discrimination, I mean that they were charged higher premium rates to continue to have coverage or they were entirely denied coverage for those conditions. So we spent many, many years, especially in the beginning, um, sitting with people who were crying with relief because the Affordable Care Act now gave them access to health care. 
I had a young couple. Um, the wife had uh, heart disease. They had had to file bankruptcy three times already. Oh, the only insurance that they were offered was $4,000 a month for her, which of course was ridiculous and completely unaffordable. So when the Affordable Care Act came, they were eligible for financial assistance. Their plan cost the same as it would for a healthy person. Um, you know, so yeah. That's what I want to say. I don't know if I've completely answered your question. I get emotional on this point. Right. But um, this is one of the parts of the Affordable Care Act law that impacts each and every one of us, whether we're eligible to participate in a marketplace or do participate in a marketplace. Yeah. See, and I'm glad because I believe if you have a pre-existing condition, a lot of times you can't help that. And right. it should be covered. Uh, I mean, look at, geez, people that worked at steel plants, you know, with asbestos, uh, you know, other, which of course can be, and I didn't realize this until I found out, um, that could be carried on through generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lupus is another thing. Uh, yeah, that's, People go through this stuff. They don't know. Sometimes they don't even know if they have a pre-existing condition. And then they find out, and it could be devastating. Yeah, but now to be able to afford health insurance because of that, you're not. And to me, they were being penalized. Yes, discriminated against, but they were also being penalized. And nobody, nobody should have to go through that. Mm-hmm. So, can I? Can I just tell one more quick story? Is that okay? Uh, wait a minute. Let me think about that. <laughs> of, of course because nah, you and, and so i'll be honest with you when you tell the stories like that that's what gets into the people's minds and they they remember that stuff mm-hmm. so i welcome all stories so please do okay so i was asked to provide some baseline information about the affordable care act and the maryland health connection at a town hall meeting that was held at hartford community college a while ago mm-hmm. and during the course of the meeting which was attended by uh, an extraordinary four or five hundred people who had finally come out um, to talk about this a man stood up and he said look you know I'm an executive I um, have a six-figure salary I have a son who's 26 or going to be 26 who I cover on my health insurance because Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act allows me to do that but I am scared to death if this law gets repealed and not replaced because my son um, is a recovering substance abuser and mm-hmm. once he is no longer able to be covered by my employer insurance if this cornerstone of the Affordable Care Act goes away then he's not going to be able to get coverage should he relapse Wow and the room went silent because a lot of times when we're talking about a safety net or a public assistance program in people's mind they think it's for someone other than them right it's yeah. for others Right, but here was a man who was bringing home a concern that so many parents 
and relatives in our community face right mm -hmm. now, right? And he was bringing this point to the foreground, and you could see people just held their breath when he said that because they just hadn't realized what was at stake, and yeah. he just brought it home for them that it, it, it that it affects everyone. Jeez, oh. yeah, that um, and you're right because that's that's something we've been fighting for. <laughs> decades now, you know, especially addiction, and uh, th that's it's a disease that needs to be covered, you know. Th th and sometimes, as you get older, because uh, well, let's face it, a lot of these people that have addiction problems, even if they're thirty or forty, they're still at home with their parents. They can't make it on their own. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard for them to, you know, and they. Oh, God. So you're going to get me started on another subject there. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, addiction is definitely something that I'm big on. And um, I, it, I would love to see it all go away one day. I know it won't, but, uh, you know, I th and I think we all do. I think we all would love to just see it all go away. N nobody's addicted to anything anymore. Um, but... That's in a perfect world. So I, I think one thing um, that we should also mention is here in Harford County, there are uh, four navigators and we have our regional manor, manager, which is Sue Ellenberger. Um, of our four navigators, we do have um, one bilingual na uh, navigator that is able to assist with the Hispanic population. That's good. And so uh, we just want to allow everybody to know we service um uh, in the community, out of different community organization um, buildings. Um, I am located in Edgewood at one of the Harford Community Action Agency buildings. Um, there is uh, Pat Donovan, who works out of Bel Air in the Department of Social Services. I'm sure you know her name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have um, Lana Zenny, who works in our Churchville office, our standalone office, which is right near to my three sons. And okay. then Claudia, who is our bilingual navigator, Claudia Sand uh, Sanders. She works out of the Department of Social Services building, the new one in Swan Creek um, and located in Habdi Grace. So we definitely want to make people aware that we are here and that we're, you know, we just want to be a help and a support to them through this process. I just want to give a contact phone number. Anyone who has a question, a concern, wants more information, we have a local hotline number. So the Maryland Health Connection has a call center, which is located in Baltimore and employs like 125 people per shift. But we wow. have our own hotline number and it is with a, a certified navigator will answer the phone and can refer you to one of us locally. So I'd love to be able to give that number to anyone listening who would be interested in pursuing a conversation. Go for it. Okay. That number is 866-492-6057. I'm going to say it again, slower, Eight six six four nine two six zero five seven.
and that is the Maryland Health Connection um, hotline number for Hartford County. And what's the website again? Uh, MarylandHealthConnection.gov. I believe you guys are providing a great service, um, and I want to thank you, you know, for that because a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you hear people all the time. Well, I can't afford health insurance. I can't. Yeah. Well, go to MarylandHealthConnection.gov and at least see if you qualify, because you may. You mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that everybody listening, you know, especially here in Maryland, um, you know, they they go ahead and look into that. And, you know, and even the ones out of state, if you're, you know, if you're listening, look into your own state and, you know, find out what they offer as well. Now, as far as my listeners in Italy and England, I don't know what to tell them. But <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's okay. They'll figure it out. So, Sue, Crystal, again, once again, thank you very much. Thank you. We really you. appreciate the opportunity, Rich. Thanks. Yep. I want to thank Sue and Crystal for coming on to the podcast and informing us about the Maryland Health Connection. So, again, if you have any questions about that, just go to MarylandHealthConnection.gov. On another note, if you would like to be a guest on the Harford County Living with Rich Bennett podcast, contact me at rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Everybody's got a story to tell, you know, and I welcome anybody to come on. And actually, you know, last month I had a contest and I'm going to do it again. But this time I'm going to up it a little bit. If you leave a review of the podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, I believe Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you can leave a review. Actually, Podchaser is probably the easiest one to leave a review on. I am going to, at the end of the month, let me rephrase that, that's Halloween. So November 1st. No, better yet, let's run it to Thanksgiving. That's my way of giving thanks. I'm really going to up this up. Up this up. Does that make sense? Anyway, So, if you leave a review, what I'm going to do, Thanksgiving, I am going to pick a winner at random. That winner is going to get a gift card. No, they are going to get two gift cards to Route 24 Ale House. Two gift cards. The total $50. So, that's a total of $50 in gift cards to Route 24 Ale House. All you have to do is go, you know, leave a review of the podcast, hopefully a five-star review. You can do it on Apple. I believe you can do it on Spotify. I believe Google Podcasts now, maybe even Amazon, but definitely Podchaser is probably the easiest. Go there, leave a review, and like I said, on Thanksgiving, I am going to pick one winner that will win two $25 gift cards, that's $50 total, to Route 24 Ale House. And actually, while you're at it, if you can, please help support the podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. And buy me a coffee. $3. You can do it monthly. You can do it annually. You can do it one time. And it helps me to keep the podcast going. Because, you know, of course, this stuff isn't free. I have sponsors, but I still have to pay for other things as well. So, again, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. And don't forget to leave a review. And hopefully you'll be the winner of $50 in gift cards to 
Route 24 Alehouse. So I am sitting here today. I have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer, Emily Adolph. And she's got something very special, especially if you run a nonprofit. Oh, she's got something special for you. But if you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how are you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special for, for special people because you're special, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. And mm-hmm. um, initially I was running it from now until the end of June, but what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, so now I'm right. offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that, that, you know, weekend um, figured, you know, it's a, it's a busy time of year season for mm-hmm. you know, nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, but yeah, really just want to support, help nonprofits capture, you know, moments and, and the, um, experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events yeah. and they should be on their websites. I agree. You I know, agree. even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, but you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadolf.com. So that's E M I L Y A D O L P H dot com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. And especially now, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And here you are reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is Emily just loves to help people out. Yeah, I do. So. Help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography needs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich.